I hope the people like the sermon today. I hope it's not too long for some and probably going to be too short for others. I, I know I can't please all the people all the time, but I would like to at least please some of the people some of the time. I hope they like the preaching. I'm afraid this might be too hard for some and to others it won't be too soft. I hope I keep everyone's attention. I know I can't keep their undivided attention all the time, but I'd like to at least have some of it. I hope they like the preacher. I hope uh, everyone likes me. What, what if someone doesn't like me? What if I don't do everything right and I really drop the ball? What if I do something wrong? What if I don't make any sense or some of my jokes fall flat? What am I doing up here? Who do I think I am? Why am I so anxious? Where did my joy go? How come I feel so weak? Did I eat enough breakfast? How come I'm so afraid? When is lunch? That reminds me of my opening statement. Something about lunch. Eat your lunch. The fear of man will eat your lunch. The fear of man will eat your lunch. The fear of man will eat your lunch. But the fear of God will make you strong. Can I get an amen? Proverbs 29.25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. You're going to know this by heart, by the, by heart in the next few minutes. Can we read that together? The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Let's try it again. Proverbs 29:25. I'm going to speak to you this morning for a few minutes on how to overcome the fear of man. That is, the respect for the opinions of others to the point that it immobilizes you. That is the fear of man. And it is a trap. Can I get an amen? amen. The basic Bible says this in this same verse. The fear of man is a cause of danger. But whoever puts his faith in the Lord will have a safe place on high. The New Living Translation says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. The Good News Bible says, It is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. The message says, The fear of human opinion disables Trusting in God protects you from that. Here's a pastor who's got a lot on his mind. And if you couple with these responsibilities, the fear of man, it multiplies the cares of life. You know, we all carry a certain amount of responsibility, do we not? 
And if you pile on our shoulders the fear of people's opinions, the desire to please everybody, a man pleaser, it just compounds the problem. The fear of man brings a snare. The word snare is a noun and a verb. As a verb, it means an instrument for catching animals. Anything by which one is entangled or put in trouble. Anybody caught a bird when you were a kid? We made a snare one time uh, out of a milk crate back in the day. As a verb, it means to catch with a snare, to ensnare, to entangle, to bring into unexpected evil, perplexity, or danger. The Hebrew is very interesting with the word snare. It's a double word, mokashe, mokashe, which implies a hook for the nose. A hook for the nose. I have a nose big enough to do this. Gosh, I hope people like me today. I hope they like this dress. I hope they notice the car that I waxed and how cool it is. Golly, nobody said anything about my shoes. The fear of man makes us so easily manipulatable. It also means a noose. A noose around our neck to keep us from walking free in the joy that the Lord has saved us to walk in. It's a necktie you don't want. In preaching about evolution, my daddy used to say, my uncle may have swung by his neck, but he never swung by his tail. <laughs> the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Talking about the fear of man today and how to overcome it. First step, knowing that it's overcoming, is I have to give credit to men's fraternity because we spoke about this Wednesday night, is know that potential demeaning behavior toward us is more about the condition of the demeaning person's heart than it is about us. The bully on the playground has more of the problem than the one who's getting beat up. What we do many times is take the opinions of people of ourselves and embrace those as though they were truth, and it just finishes us. And many times it's not even the opinions of people. It's the fear of their opinions. God forbid that someone should think ill of us. After all, we're worthy of more than that. Do not take rejection or mistreatment personal. And remember, we have a reward coming. Jesus said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. And say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Our lives are not our own. They belong to him. Amen. And while we are to have a good testimony, a good reputation towards those that are outside, many people will try to destroy your reputation to slander you. And in that season, really the only thing you can do is embrace the cross. 
and allow Jesus to defend you because often anything you say will be taken and twisted and used against you. I mean, who knows what I'm saying is the truth. He went on to say, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We're not alone. Tell your neighbor, we are not alone. Hallelujah. Remember that all people are mortals. That is, they are going to die someday. But our God is eternal. Don't tell your neighbor this, but it's the truth. You're going to die. Prophet Isaiah prophesied this from chapter 51, verse 7. Listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Verse 12, he says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of a man who will be made like grass? The remedy to the fear of man is the fear of God. The fear of the one greater than you, who is God. (laughs) People may have greater positions, higher authority, but ultimately all authority is is from God. And if their authority is being abused or is not exercised legitimately, their days are numbered. David got discouraged once and said, why did the wicked prosper? Until he went to the house of the Lord. And then he remembered their end. He had heaven to look forward to and they did not. Another key is to understand who has the real power, both now and forever, and let no one else define who you are. Understand who has the real power, both now and forever, and let no one else define who you are. Back in the mid-90s, I was quite discouraged. There were some people in Granbury that did not like me, and they had told me so. They said they loved me, but they told me I needed to repent, but they wouldn't tell me why. And because I value people's opinions, I just it just it just devastated me. And because I know I'm not perfect, it just threw me into this self-examining mode that was going nowhere but into deeper and deeper despair. Until one day I went to Shady Grove Church at the time they in Grand Prairie, at that time they had a prayer center where you could go and stay. And I went and stayed and just rested. One key to overcoming the fear of man is getting plenty of rest. Because when we're tired, wore out, we're vulnerable to it. This happened to Elijah. Had incredible victories. And then one threat coming to him through a messenger from Queen, Elizabeth, from Queen Jezebel just threw him for a loop. And he runs and hides in a cave for, for days and days. So Saturday I woke up and I was impressed to go to the Christian bookstore. And the Lord led me to buy this book. And I read it in one setting, which is, is a little unusual for me. I don't ordinarily do that. I like to read a while and then stop and do something else, think about what I read. But I read it in one setting, and it was water to my soul. And I found out this truth, that as believers, as we mature in the Lord, 
He allows people to sin against us. Jesus himself said, in the world you're going to suffer tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so if someone comes against us, we are to stand in the position with which he has placed us. And so what was going on in my life is, is I heard some rumors and some things that were directly uh, to me from people that I loved, that I thought loved me. Um, what was going on was it seemed that God was silent. And his silence seemed to be confirmation. I mean, the enemy comes along and takes advantage of the silence of God sometimes and says, see, there really is something going on. And so I um, read this book. And after reading the book, I went in the bathroom, looked at myself in the mirror, and said words like this. You are called by God. You did not put yourself where you are. You are a man of God. You've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts of sin. And I rebuke this intimidation in the name of Jesus. That's what it took. And then suddenly I could hear God again. Suddenly I could read the Bible and it made sense. It's like this. When the enemy comes against us, God expects us to stand up and use our weapons and fight. I'm not calling humans the devil, but the devil oftentimes uses humans, and then he follows up on them with these fiery darts, these depressing arrows that hit your mind. So if you're battling with the fear of man, if someone has hurt you, go uh, read this book until you come to a place of ready to do this, or do this today. Look in the mirror and say, look, you are a woman of God. You are a man of God. You do not put yourself where you are. You have the Holy Spirit, and he will convict you of sin when you need it. So rebuke this nonsense in the name of Jesus. I'm going to live my life whether anybody likes it or not. Amen? Understand who has the real power. Let no one else define who you are. Know that potential demeaning behavior toward us is more about the condition of the demeaning person's heart than it is about us. Review here. Do not take rejection or mistreatment personal. And remember, we have a reward coming. <laughs> remember that people are all mortars, mortals. Sometimes they want to be mortars, but they're mortals. That is, they are going to die someday, but our God is eternal. Now, please... Know this, if you're living in sin, standing and rebuking the devil is not going to work. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's convicting you, you need to respond to that. I'm not talking about the fear of God, rejecting that. We need that. The fear of man has no place in our hearts. Understand who has the real power, both now and forever, and let no one defines who you are but him. <laughs> Rest assuredly on the fact that no one is infallible. Can we say that together? No one is infallible. Not even the Pope. Only God is infallible. This guy is not infallible either. As shown so well to him by Susan Boyle, 47-year-old single woman, never been on a date, never been kissed, never held hands, unemployed, in Scotland, as she walks up to, front, to the front, there are smirks on the crowd, and this is what happened. 
How old are you, Susan? I am 47. <laughs> and that's just one side of me. Okay. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. Without a doubt, that was the biggest surprise I have had in three years on this show. When you stood there with that cheeky grin and said, I, I want to be like a lame page, everyone was laughing at you. No one is laughing now. That was stunning. An incredible performance. Moment of truth. Here's yes or no. The biggest yes I have ever given anyone. Amanda? Yes, definitely. Susan Boyle, you can go back to the village with your head held high. It's three S's. Life is not a game of Simon Says. This woman had worth before Simon said so. The media, the world is dominated by pop culture anyway. What the culture values is cultural. Other cultures don't value what the Western world culture values. You understand that? And God does not have the same values. Pick up any copy of People magazine or Us magazine. You'll see the people the culture is honoring, and the majority of them, their personal lives are shambles. They may excel in one particular area, but the rest of their life oftentimes is a mess. The world's role models are really in sad shape. Not here to put people down. I'm here just to point out the fact the fear of man oftentimes is based on cultural stuff and not on eternal values. Draw strength 
from the fact that God is the only one to be feared, and he values us all. Have you found Luke chapter 12 yet? Verse 4, he says, And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you shall fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Verse 6, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and yet not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. And that number changes daily for some of us. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. This awesome God who could fry us to a crisp, vaporize us with just a glance of his eyes, has chosen you and I, has placed his affection upon us, has redeemed us, and has called us to live in fear of him and not in fear of man. Notice he calls us friends. I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who can only kill the body and after that have nothing else they can do. You know, you can kick kick a corpse around, it doesn't matter. You can cremate a corpse and it doesn't matter to the corpse because you can't kill a dead man, he's already dead. But God is the one to be feared because he has eternal power. So then, if you don't remember any part of this sermon today, remember to overcome the fear of man Fear God. Oswald Chambers had this to say. The remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. If God has called you to go to the uttermost parts of the earth, some of your relatives will not be happy about it. But who are you going to fear? God or man? Now, if you're raising small children, don't leave them behind. God's not going to break up nuclear families. But extended families are there for his purposes. And if we fear him and we dedicated our children to him when they were small, then they are definitely his when they're grown because we have done our job. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray for every person here and especially the one or ones who struggle with what people think of them. I pray, Lord, that they would see this as a trap, as a problem, and that they would begin to pursue freedom from that in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that all forms of media would be used by you to bring to them truth that will help my brother or, and or my sister to walk in total and absolute freedom, to obey you without being afraid of what someone will say, think, or do. In Jesus' name, amen. I say to you, my friends, Do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not sparrows everywhere 
and yet not one of them falls unless the Father knows it. And you are more valuable than the sparrows. The God who is to be feared loves you and respects you and values you. And it grieves him when the idolatry of other people's opinion get in the way of his will for our lives. Can we stand? I want to lead you in a confession of faith. Repeat after me. I was made for more than being afraid of what people think. I was born for more than being afraid of what someone might say. I have been redeemed for more than to be dominated by what somebody might do. I have been called for more than to be bound to people. God is my God, worthy of my fear and respect. While I'm called to love people, I desire to walk free of fearing them. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, but I'm not afraid of you. Hallelujah. Tell five people that in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and be gracious to you and give you His peace and His freedom from the fear of man. In Jesus' name. There's redemption.